When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets class open up your textbooks to boy meets girl meets boy meets world season six episode six chapter titled hogs and kisses did you mean hugs no i meant hogs i'm alden i'm tanya i'm the boy i'm the girl and this is audible (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why you did kind of sound like that guy yeah as i said and this i was like that sounds just like the guy the guy the audible guy actually freaks me out Oh, yeah, she gets scared. Like, I hate, like, I'm so glad that I don't use Audible very much because he really freaks me out. I wonder if, like, if it's known who he is. I've never looked it up because I never really wanted to know. Like, he actually, like, every time I hear him be like, this is Audible, I, like, my heart starts beating harder. Like, it's not a good feeling. Um, I'm looking it up right now. It's, it's your dad. Oh, well, that explains a lot. Um, No, the guy's name is Rick Lewis. The beloved voice of This Is Audible. Beloved? Do people love that? I mean, I don't hate it. It's, a, it's like a warm blanket. No, it's like he's telling us it's the end of the world. Oh, he's not with us anymore. Oh, I guess um, rest in peace, scary Audible guy. Yeah. Maybe that's why it's extra spooky to you. Maybe he's recording a new one for every audiobook. <laughs> the Still. voice from beyond. Yeah. They just have like a portal that they open up. I mean, it sounds like he's coming out of a portal. Yeah? Yeah. Um, so this is the part of the show for the last few weeks that I have like tried to think of things to talk about that are episode related. And this week, I don't think I have anything. Like, have you ever walked? Have you ever watched your friend kiss someone on video before? I mean, your your significant other kiss your friend on video before? No. Have you? No. Cool. Let's talk Good about something start. else then. Um, Tanya just started that show. Which one? I started a couple. I don't know. Kid with the Antlers. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't start it. I watched the whole season today. Yeah, what's it called? Oh, it's called Sweet Tooth. Yeah. I'm very late on that train uh, mm. because I didn't want to watch something that was going to stress me out and I was afraid it was going to stress me out. Like visually, like the aesthetic is everything that I would want. Um, and my sister was obsessed with it. Like she went out and bought all of the comics and read all of them and everything. And I was just like, no, no. Like, I can tell from the cover of the comics that this is a show that is going to stress me out, and I do not want to watch it because of that. Today, I had a whole lot of food preservation to do because, like, the garden is thriving, and we have buckets and buckets and buckets of cherry tomatoes and stuff, and I just, I needed to do stuff with them. I was like, well, what am I going to turn on? And for some reason, I decided that Sweet Tooth was what I was going to turn on, and... Was it stressful? Yes. The first episode made me want to get in bed and go to sleep because my anxiety was so bad because it's about mm, a disease that wreaks havoc on the world. But it's also so beautiful. Like, it's such a beautiful and 
hopeful show in the midst of like all of this bad that is all too real in real life right now. And it it was so good. I cried multiple times, but not because it was sad, but Just because she it was, was cutting onions from our garden. I was cutting onions. The onions were the only thing that were not from the garden because I have not figured out how to grow onions well yet. Other than chives, like I can grow chives. But yeah. this is onion talk. <laughs> but yeah, Sweet Tooth was beautiful. Good. I loved it. Good. Alden's not keen on it, but... I mean, I don't know anything about it. What do you mean I'm not keen on it? Like, I didn't watch it. You watched it while you were preserving food. I'm not going to stand in the kitchen and watch it on your phone with you. That's true, but... um, Yeah, it was really good, and I actually really want him to watch it at some point soon. Yeah, maybe. I got a lot of games to play. I've been doing, like, a world tour of all the games that I've wanted to finish for years and never did. Like, I, I'm, I've gotten some pretty big ones off of my list that... I thought we're going to be there forever, which is nice. Yeah. You're just taking them off the list. Taking them off the list. I'm almost done with Phoenix Wright, so that's good. I'm jealous of that because I have started Phoenix Wright a few times, and it's like my kind of game. I just don't have the time for games that I wish I had. Objection! <laughs> that's a Phoenix Wright joke for none people. Uh, I think other people have played that game. Uh, Yeah, some. Anyway. Yeah, but that's about all we've been doing. Well, not all. You know what else we've did? What did we do? We watched Boy Meets World Season 6, Episode 6, Chapter Titled. Hogs and Kisses. Did you mean hugs? <laughs> anyway, can you go ahead and blurb me up? Okay. So, the blurb for Season 6, Episode 6, Hogs and Kisses is, Little Cory shows up at the dorms and drives a rift between Sean and Big Cory. I wasn't listening because I know what the blurbs are going to be. And as you got to Little Cory, I thought, oh, I should have been listening because that's not what I expected. So I don't know any of the words you said before Little Cory. Cool. You know what's cool <laughs> about that? Little Cory was the first thing I said. Oh, did you say it at the end too? I said Big Cory at the oh, end. Oh, then Big Cory. Cool. <laughs> don't worry. I'll figure it out later when I edit the episode <laughs> and then I'll be like, oh, that's what she was trying to say. And action. This episode was directed by Jeff McCracken, and it was written by David Brownfield. Who's that? No clue. Did you look up what he's done before? Didn't have time. Oh. <laughs> well, I've never heard of him. He hasn't done any Boy Meets World before now. That's apparent. I can look <laughs> I can look him up real quick now if you want. Nope, that's okay. Yeah. I, I, I will come up with a... Come out hot with a prediction and i've never been right in one of these predictions right mm -hmm. this is going to be a short episode oh you're definitely definitely right i know but i've said that before and every time i say it i'm wrong yeah but i only have like a page of notes and i already talked about sweet tooth so i don't know what else we're going to talk about <laughs> i don't know shit <laughs> um anyway classroom or not tanya not where do and we start? action where, where do we start and action where do we start? That's where we start. We hear and action. And then like the doors open to that like lounge. They're recording a video for the school. A school video. Mm -hmm. Like an intro video that people watch to say like, you should come to this college because it's Topanga and Corey walking into the common area. Who, who have only been there for like a few weeks. 
Yes. And, and someone was like, you guys, yeah. you're the ones who are going to represent this school that you've only been at for a Pro- few weeks. Probably because the director was super horny and he saw them making out on the couch at uh, like orientation. Mm-hmm. And he was like, this is what I want for my video because turns out he's really horny for that kind of stuff. We'll find out later. Mm-hmm. And action. Uh, so Topanga and Corey walk through the doors and Topanga's like, here at Pembroke, blah, 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 blah. And then it's Corey's turn to talk and he cannot talk. He's just like, uh, I'm your host of the host of Pembroke College. And he says something about uh, you'll be open to a universe of experiments. And then they cut and he's like, good. Thank you for cutting. This is awful. Um, he's very self-aware in this moment. I'm very surprised. Yes, and the director's like, maybe on take 59, we'll finally get it. And Corey is like, no, I realized that on uh, take 33 that this sucked. So I quit. And everybody, like all of the crew, starts cheering loudly. Um, and Topanga's like, no, 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 no. Like... Oh. They they picked us for our natural chemistry with each other. And um, the director's like, yeah, where'd that go? <laughs> I agree, director. And Sean comes in and um, he's just like, you can't quit. Like, I want to hear you say the word curriculum, Corey. And Corey's like, if you think the word, how did he say it? He said, um, if you think curriculum is easy, why didn't you say it? and sean just laughs he's like okay curriculum and the director goes wait a minute say that again and sean just like looks over he's like curriculum he's like yes it's perfect can you do this and sean's like no like i'm not going to be Corey." and Corey's like no this is perfect like you already know topanga you guys do this together i'm just gonna go stand over here have fun this will be great and Sean says, this is a bad idea. And Corey says, when have I ever had a bad idea? And then everyone just laughs, laughs and laughs and laughs and laughs and the episode's over. And Corey's talking like a normal person at this point. Like his voice sounds like normal Corey voice. That, so that does change. We zoom quickly over to the them recording the video. Um, Sean is being very personable. Mm-hmm. Bank is being very personable. Mm-hmm. And at this point, they're, like, sitting on the couch together explaining how, like, um, relationships built at Pembroke are important and that sometimes you can find your significant other and just like they did and, like, they call each other, like, honey bear and stuff like that, which, like, to be completely honest, they don't have any chemistry with at this point. Like... Yeah, for sure. They definitely do not. Like, they seem awkward with each other. And, um, and then they finish their spiel and the, and Corey's like, see, that was great. Good job, guys. And the director's like, oh, wait, no. Like, well, he says, don't they look really, don't they look great together? And the director's like, oh yeah, they look really great together. And, and he's Corey's like, like just great. Yeah. Um, and the director's just like, okay, um, so now I need you guys to kiss. Mm-hmm. And they kiss. Yeah. Uh, and Corey's like, no, they can't do that. And then the director's like, I need it to be a little bit more steamy than that. And so then they like make out and Corey flips out. And the director is like, oh, yeah, this is great. Perfect. Good stuff. Make it hotter, steamier. So gross. Yeah. 
and Corey grabs the megaphone and starts screaming at them to stop, yelling cut, and like gets in their face with the with the megaphone, just screaming. Mm-hmm. And he's like telling Sean, like, I don't like it that you kissed my girlfriend. And like, Sean's like, okay, cool. Like, I don't like that you're yelling at me with a bullhorn. And um, Corey's like, how would you feel if I stabbed you in the back? And Sean's like, would you be using the bullhorn to do it? Like, I don't understand what's happening. We did what you wanted us to do. And Corey starts going on and on and on about how it's awful. And then Topanga goes, I mean, very like cautiously says please don't go crazy over this and Corey goes please don't go crazy over this and walks away um and then we see him in his dorm room like crying over the video hitting rewind over and over again to watch the kiss over and over and over Mm -hmm. but you do notice very obviously that all of the sudden yeah Corey's got jacked big arm muscles yeah like huge he's just like sitting there in a tank top and watching this video over and over again with his muscles in his arms just like bulging out Mm -hmm. it was so like it was such a weird thing to notice but i guess it was meant to be a weird thing to notice because then he like falls to his knees and rips his shirt open and starts screaming topanga ah Mm -hmm. He couldn't have done that without the muscles. I mean, he could have, and he's done it in episodes past. But in uh, this season, he was like, all right, I got to bulk up for this scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and as he's doing that, some guy is screaming through the wall, like, shut up. And Corey is like, you shut up. And he's like, no, you shut up. And then he kicks down the door, and it's like this huge dude. Yeah. And Corey's just like, hello. <laughs> Yeah, so now we go to the uh, apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack, Eric, and Rachel are eating breakfast. It's being, it's really strange. Like they it's have very like, proper. Yeah. Uh, they have like a tablecloth over their little island thing and like they're having breakfast and then Rachel's like, okay, I got to get to class. And Jack's like, oh, um, I'll clean up the dishes. I don't have another class. I don't have class for an hour. And Eric's like, my class has been over for like an hour. And she's like, okay, well, uh, bye. And they like pick up all of her stuff and hand it to her and hand her like a paper bag lunch and like scoot her out the door like they're her parents. And she's like, you don't have to do this for me. And they're like, oh, of course not. We We want to do this for you because we care about you. And then she walks out the door as they wave goodbye, and then they shut the door, they burp, and then Eric goes, <laughs> you don't have to do this for me. And then they immediately start doing all the things that they normally would do if she hadn't been there, like drinking out of the milk carton and like burping and um, undoing their pants, and Eric drinks out of the vase from the flowers and like... They talk about the fact that, like, they know that this is what women want in a living situation because of the fact that they've lived with their moms before. Mm-hmm. And this is what their moms would expect, like, a clean house and, like, good meals and polite conversation and all of this. And then they unbutton their pants and sit down on the couch as if Jack doesn't have to be at school soon. Right. And they, they're this whole time, they're making it very clear that, like, this is all Rachel's fault. But, like... Even though she's told them she doesn't like this. Right. Uh, but now we go back to the dorm. 
Do we have to? Real quick scene. Corey uh, is crying with the other guy and then gets homophobic. Um, Corey yells Topanga. The other guy yells Fred. Our dog did not react, even though we thought he would react to hearing his name yelled out over the TV. Um, And then Corey does act very strange because the guy has his arm around him and he yells a guy's name. Yep. Okay. Next. (laughs) Now we (laughs) we go to like the lounge place. Um, College Chuckies. Chuckies? College Chubbies. Chuckies. College Chubbies is Chuckies. We go to Chuckies. Okay. Um, we're at Chuckies and Topanga and Sean are on the couch under a blanket asleep. Well, Sean is under the blanket asleep. Topanga runs in and then gets under the blanket too. Yeah, I wasn't sure why. Yeah. Like just stay on top of the blanket. Yeah. I mean I guess it was for dramatic effect, like this right, entire right, right. episode is ridiculous dramatic effect for no reason. Right. But and they start talking about how they haven't been able to talk to Corey, how he's still freaking out, like this is so hard. And then Corey walks in and he's very much like mm, calm crazy. Mm-hmm. He's We're- like, I know you expected me to be stewing over this and like it's a big deal, but you know, I'm not gonna do the- that and then he's like, Wait, what is this? Because they're sitting under a blanket together and he rips the blanket off and Sean's in his boxers. And this is, I think, Zella's favorite word of the entire series. Underpants? Underpants. Underpants. Yeah. Um, and Sean is just like, I always sleep in my boxers, Corey. You know that. And Corey's just like, but why underpants? Um, so anyway, Corey decides that the only thing that is going to fix this situation is Wait if a he second. forces... We've, we've been here before where people have forced each other to go on a date, so that couldn't be where he's going with this. Um, but it is. Um, Corey tells them they have to go on a date. They argue they don't want to go on a date, and he says, you have to go on a date. And then Sean's like, Topanga, will you go on a date with me? And Topanga's like, yeah, I'll go on a date with you. And they're like, okay, Corey, fine, we're going on a date. And Corey says, I knew it. Um, so then we go to Angela's dorm. Uh-huh. Corey comes in, she's studying, and she and he's like, Well, what are you doing? And she says, I'm studying for my test. I'm studying for my class. It's white history. You guys did a lot of stuff. And he says, Thank you. Yeah. And um, I got very distracted by that whole part. <laughs> and Corey comes in and he's like, did you know that Sean and Topanga are on a date together? And Angela just starts laughing. She's like, why would they be out on a date together? And Corey's like, because I told them to. And he, she was like, well, why would they do it? Like, where did they go? And he was like, well, they went to this place because I set up the reservation and paid for everything. And she's just like laughing about it. And he's like, if you don't believe me, just call the restaurant. And, she, and she's just like, Corey, what? is wrong with you like Topanga loves you you're being ridiculous right now and Corey says Angela you're being so annoying right now and she says um or no no then he says this is all like the kiss it opened the floodgates there was passion you didn't see it and this is where like Corey's voice has gone from like normal annoying Corey to like this really strange pitch that he does for the rest of the episode Mm. 
I don't know if you noticed. I don't know if anybody noticed, but he went from like he had he has like kind of that irritating cadence and like pitch to it to like kicking it up like 10 notches into this weird like squeaky neurotic. Mm. It it was so strange when I realized that it happened. Yeah, so he but he goes on to tell Topanga that this that kiss meant something and she Angela. just doesn't under So he goes on to tell Angela that that kiss meant something um and Angela's like no it doesn't mean any it like it, it just like it wouldn't mean anything if we kissed um and and Corey says like did uh Sean ever say the name Topanga or call out the name Topanga like when you guys were doing stuff and she's like no but he called out the name Corey then uh, Corey's like, you know what? You're you're pretty smart. And then he hears Sean and Topanga flirting in the hallway, and he goes, "Angela, you're a moron." And he walks out to the hallway where they have been like, I don't know, they're like, yeah, "Oh, like, we had such a great time. I'm so glad that we finally got to go out together." Yeah, and he just has his like head peeked out of the door to Angela and Topanga's dorm room, and um, they go to. Sean and Topanga go to open the door to Corey's dorm room and Angela, or ugh, now I, I pulled an Alden. Topanga's like, uh, you might want to put a rubber band on that door, you know, just in case. And so they do very obviously. Corey's flipping out internally and they go into the room. They shut the door. Corey runs over and stands at the door and has his ear up to the door. And they're talking about what a great time they had. And then Sean is like, yeah, but let's get down to business. Do you like it when I do this to you? And he starts doing a paddle ball. So it's like, dunk, 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 dunk. And Tipping is like, yeah, but what about when I do this? And picks up this, like, one of those slider sound things that sounds like cow mooing. And then they start, like, shaking bells and, like, I don't know. They're making all kinds of a racket. And Corey walks away with his lips stuck out as if... There's any sexual situation on God's green earth that would merit that kind of noise. Yeah. And so he sulks away and they run to the door and open it and go, surprise, but he's gone. And now they're upset that he's gone. They wouldn't have even seen him walking down the hallway. Uh, it was it was weird. It was also like, I, I I think they were a little out of line too at that point. Like, I know you're trying to make him know that he's being ridiculous but also you're just making things worse yeah but if he wasn't so ridiculous that wouldn't have made things worse oh sure like it was obviously obvious that they were picking up toys around the room and shaking them around yeah like yeah they were thinking it was funny Mm. Corey is ridiculous they were not in the wrong here at all okay he made them go on a date no i i agree he's in the wrong but i think at this point they should have just like not played into it to make it even worse. Be- Playing into it would have been if they were like actually making like kissing noises and stuff or Well, in the whatever. hallway when they were doing the flirting and stuff. Right. But it's very apparent that Corey doesn't know anybody because if he knew them as people, he would know what they sound like when they are genuinely having a good time or flirting with people. And that's not it. Yes. Like he doesn't know what his girlfriend sounds like or his, his fiance best, or his best friend since they were like two years old. Mm-hmm. So um, so now we go to the apartment. Yeah. And they're now they're eating dinner together. April. April. Who's Rachel? April? Rachel. 
Should Jack. I be worried about April? You have to go on a date with April. I don't know anybody named April. Well, we got to find someone named April. You got to go on a date with that person. I'll call in a reservation. You obviously have so much tension with April. I guess you're going to have to do that then. Mm-hmm. I got to get my cow noises ready. <laughs> um, so Rachel, Jack, and Eric are all sitting and eating dinner now and... Jack and Eric are doing the whole, like, proper thing still, and they're like, oh, would you please pass the potatoes? Yeah, and, like, talking about how the gravy tastes like heaven, and... They um, saw on Martha Stewart this morning. Yeah, something. Yeah. And... Rachel is getting very annoyed. Finally, she's just like, you guys have to stop, please. I can't be myself. Like, I don't understand what's happening. She says, "You, I know what you're doing. You're treating me differently because I'm a woman, and that's not okay. And they're like, no, no, we, we wouldn't do that. <laughs> we know what you want. This, You're not the first woman we've ever lived with. And she's just like, other than your mother's. And then my favorite line, though, uh, Eric goes, Jack, does that check out? And Jack goes, I did stay with Nana Boo Boo once. And <laughs> let me tell you about a woman. um but then they say like we are acting like this because honestly we're slobs and like we don't want to be slobs around you and she's like i could probably be a bigger slob than you and they're like there's (laughs) eric goes that's insane (laughs) (laughs) and then she picks up a meatball and like squishes it on his face but not just squishes it like she like paints his face with it Mm mm-hmm and he just like very calmly and politely is like, I seem to have meatball on my face. And Jack goes, Martha said that you can get that out with turpentine and peroxide or something like that, bleach and turpentine. And um, at that point, like Rachel's already like she puts her feet up on the bar. Well, she dumps the spaghetti on Jack's head. Uh-huh. And she puts her feet into feet. the plates and she's like... My mom always told me not to put my feet on the table unless it's in marinara sauce. And she like slides her feet down the front of Eric. And I almost threw up. It was terrible, but also very funny. Like I was very conflicted about it. I thought it was very funny. And I feel like that scene probably awakened things in more people than than you would think. Oh, yeah. No, I know it did. But for me personally, I I can't deal with feet. It awakened the demon (laughs) inside you. Like, yeah, no, like I, I'm not like completely adverse to feet, but I don't like food on anything. Mm -hmm. Like, and just the mixture of food and feet really, really bothered me. Yeah. But so she's like rubbing her feet all over Eric's chest with (laughs) marinara sauce all over them. And, and they're still trying to stay calm. Well, I think, isn't that the breaking point? That's when they're just like, all right, we've had enough. And yeah. um, they start throwing, they start a food fight. Then mm-hmm. it just gets crazy. Like, I, I hope, I hope that they only had to do one take. Yeah, me too. But the audience was like wild. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and they end up throwing a pie. So like. There's a pie in the fridge. They're going crazy with the food. And all of a sudden, they all just start yelling, like, pie. There's pie in the fridge. And Rachel is standing behind Jack. And and Eric goes to get the pie. And Rachel's like, okay, okay, okay. Like, can we just agree to just... I need you to be yourself so that I can be myself. Like, I can't... Can we just call a truce and agree that you guys are going to stop it with this, like, polite stuff? 
And, you know, the guys are like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Like, we'll be ourselves now. And Rachel goes, okay, Eric, throw the pie at Jack. And she's standing right behind Jack. She doesn't even get the word Jack out before Eric is just like blindly following what she does Mm -hmm. and throws it so hard into Jack's face. And half of the pie splatters over her shoulder. And uh, I was actually like, he threw it so hard that for a second I was like, oh, I really hope Jack can breathe. Yeah. And uh, uh, then so like. He pulls the pie off his face. She reaches over like with her gross food hand mm-hmm. and grabs a, a scoop of the pie and like eats it and, and goes, she... that's actually a really good pie. She's and like, she like talks about how she has to take a shower and that it better be clean when she gets out of the shower. And they say, yes, mommy. I was going to skip over I that. know you were. That's why I had to say <laughs> it. Um, now we cut back to the dorm room, the girls dorm um, with Angela and Corey. Mm hmm. Corey is taking Angela over to his dorm and saying, like, you don't understand. Like, I heard noises, like forbidden noises coming out of this room. And Angela's like, Corey, please stop. This is insane. You can't keep doing this. Nothing is happening in there. And he's like, no, I promise you there is. And she's just like, we're going to walk in there and they're just going to be like hanging out, if anything. And it's going to be fine. And she goes to listen at the door and she doesn't hear anything. And then he goes, oh, no, they're nestling now. And she opens the door and ta-da. There's no one in there. Nobody in there. Um, And so Angela starts to talk him down. And she's just like, you need to understand. Like, they went on this date because of you. And he's like, no, they went on this date because of a kiss. It was a very passionate kiss. It was not, it was not just a, a regular little kiss. And she's like, it was a TV kiss. They were acting. And Corey is like, no, you don't, you don't understand. There's been sexual tension for 15 years. And she's like, come on, like, are you serious right now? And she says, listen, we've known each other for a long time, too. Has there ever been tension between us? And Corey goes, well, yeah, when you, you, you didn't give me that birthday present, I wasn't going to say anything, but I was a little mad about that. And she's like, no, like, like sexual tension. And to her credit, she looks very amused by his answer. Like It was funny. Very often, though, like, Angela does, I think she just hangs out with all three of them because it's like watching a train wreck. Oh, yeah. Like, she always looks amused whenever they're on a tangent, and it's my favorite. But um, she said, like, they don't care about each other because they care about you. And Corey is still arguing about it. And she, and he's just like, oh, well... Or she says, so there was never a time that you thought of me in that way. And he was like, oh, that way. No. Well, once. And she was like, once? And he was like, yeah, I had a dream. It was just a dream. And she's like, was it a good dream? And he's like, oh, yeah, it was a good dream. And she was like, but see, like, it didn't mean anything because you don't love me. Like... You loved Topanga. It was just a dream. And she says, you don't love me, right? And he says, no, I don't. And she like makes a face and he goes, oh, I'm sorry. And she goes, no, I'm getting that a lot lately. It was so, so sad. It was such a sad thing thrown in, in the middle of this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, no, this is, this is, this is, this is different between them. Like it would be nothing between us, but it was something between them. And she goes... 
she throws him down on the bed, mm-hmm. jumps on top of him, and he goes, my dream. And then <laughs> she kisses him, and then he goes, nothing. I didn't feel anything. And, and then she gets off of him and, like, nestles in with him. And it's like, see, like, they didn't feel anything either. And... Corey says something about like, yeah, but like, how would they explain? How would we explain like this situation where well, you're like yeah, he curled says, up next to me? I, I, you didn't see them in the compromising situation they were in. Like we, you know, what if they caught us in in a compromising situation? And Angela's like basic, like there's like spooning in the bed, and Topanga and Sean walk in, and then Topanga's without like batting an eye. She's just like, oh. There you guys are. We've been looking everywhere for you. And and Sean comes in and Tiffany's like, look, look at them. They're cuddling and, in bed. And, and Sean's just like, oh, they're so cute. And then they jump on top of them. Yep. And now we cut to the post credit scene. Uh, we go back to the apartment. Jack and Eric are still covered in all of the food from their kitchen. And they're both holding pies now. Like these college students have a lot of money for groceries. And um, they're both holding pies and they're waiting outside the bathroom. And they're like, as soon as she walks out, we're just going to hit her with these pies. And then they start talking about how long she could take because she's a woman and women take forever in the shower. Yeah, I get it. And um, they're like, I don't care. I'm going to wait 100 years if I have to. We're going to be here with these pies when she gets out. And then it's like 100 years later. And this was before SpongeBob. Yeah. Which was weird because my brain automatically went to SpongeBob yeah. when that happened. Um, and it shows two skeletons standing there with pies that are not covered in mold. Listen, we've we've learned in this show that people can time travel. Other people cannot. Like those pies only had a 30 second jump in time there. Mm-hmm. Those boys had a 100 year jump in time. And then we hear current Rachel yell yes. from the bathroom, I'll be out in a minute, guys. Because yeah, she didn't age. Right. She's in the Pies timeline. Mm-hmm. They're in the boys' timeline. Mm-hmm. The boys' timeline moves a lot faster. I see. Uh, so, Tanya. Yep. How did you feel about this episode? Um, I didn't feel very much for it. I... I'm realizing... I've been getting a lot of that lately. (laughs) I've been realizing over the course of watching season six that they shifted from a very thoughtful kind of deeper show into what every sitcom was doing at the time. This, This episode was very much like a girl, a guy in a pizza place or, um... Just like all of the Dharma and Greg, like all the just like the silliness for no reason, like friends and all of those things that had no purpose whatsoever. It was just silly for silliness sake, which is fine for the most part. Like if you're watching a show because it's silly, then that's great. But if you come into a season expecting a a little bit of like more like heartfeltness, like it, that's not there anymore. Well, and if you care about the characters at all, now you're watching them do things that don't make any sense or that are um, um, 
tough to watch them make as characters because you care about it's like when when someone that you're close with does something stupid Mm -hmm. and like a stranger does something stupid and Mm -hmm. that stranger does it and you're like oh okay but when your friend does it you're like oh come on right but like so we have this situation happening in season six season five we already went through this just one season ago right like Corey forcing Topanga to go on a date, like, and then them getting back together, like that was a whole arc in season five. Well, Topanga forcing Corey to go on a date. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. either way, like, so they all go on these dates. This whole thing has already happened. It was a whole big arc that was a big deal in season five, and then in season six, they're like, okay, so what can we like basically rebrand for? <laughs> like, what can we like? rewrap and re-gift for this season yeah it's very ridiculous and while the rachel eric and jack stuff wasn't gross like i think you know they learned something like i guess to be themselves that rachel could be herself and to not like pigeonhole a woman into being a certain way just because that's how they perceive it to be with women it's still, they wasted a lot of food, and I have a problem with food. Goodness gracious. I really do have a problem with food fights. I know, but this was a TV show. I know. Have you ever had an actual food fight? No, and I wouldn't. You know why? Never because in your life, though? Like, even when you were a kid, no, no food fights? No. Never. And I have, like, batshit sisters. You would think at some point we yeah. would have gotten in a food fight. Never. Yeah, I I thought that your answer was going to be yes. No. I'm sure they probably did, but I would have no part in that. Like, I <laughs> I am so against wasting food. Like, it's always bothered me. I remember watching, like, the, like, kids game shows and stuff on Nickelodeon and being just appalled that they were, like, sliding into pools full of, like, banana cream pie and stuff. And... A lot of it wasn't food. A lot of that wasn't. But if there were like 10 bananas in that pool, that's 10 bananas that someone didn't get to eat. That food might not have been real, but your feelings were, Tanya. It's true. (laughs) You realize that there are all of these places that are food deserts. Like they don't have access to food. I I know. Yeah. And like all of these people are just wasting resources. Uh It drives me crazy. I know. They're there. There, there. So, this episode was a Goody Angela episode. Except for her throwing Corey on the bed and kissing him like that. That was completely unnecessary. She could have just kissed him. But I guess they needed to get to that point so that she could, like, nestle in next to him. And then the whole other point was proven. So, I understand why they did it. Angela was phenomenal, though, in this episode. And... I mean, Corey and Topanga were fine. I mean, not Corey. Corey was not fine. Sean and Topanga were fine. But all in all, it was just such a nothing. It was just nothing. Just like Corey said after he kissed Angela, that's how I felt about this episode. How did you feel about this episode? Um, I didn't like it. I didn't like the episode. I didn't hate the episode the way I hated last week's episode. Um, because I there were enough moments in here that I thought were actually funny. Like, there were jokes in here that made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, and peppered around that was... I mean, they were peppered in with, with garbage. But I don't, I don't think it was a good episode. I, I didn't enjoy... I mean, Corey was, is the worst. Mm-hmm. 
Um, season six, Corey sucks so much. Mm-hmm. Remember when we loved Corey? Yeah. Remember when you were like, I relate to Corey so much? Yeah, no, it, it makes me like look back and like regret. Does it ever make you like look in the mirror and, and go, do I ever act like that? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but I, it makes me think like in my early 20s or, or late teens, did I act like this? And and I don't, I mean, I think there were times when I did stupid stuff like this, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think it was because of this episode. I think it was because I was a teenager, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't like almost anybody in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like Jack and Eric were funny, mm-hmm. but it was annoying to watch them do the whole like, but she's a woman. She's a woman. You've, they've lived with her now for months. I know. And I was about to make that point, too. They lived with her for months and been disgusting around her for right. months. Like, we've watched them be themselves around her. But all of a sudden, it's like, okay, we're going to be proper and show her, like, the the way that it should be. Right. This this would have made sense at the in episode one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, now it seems a little weird and out of place. I guess it's only been, like, a few weeks. If we're... Putting it sure. along with with the same like where we're saying they picked Corey and Topanga to do this like intro to Pembroke College after they've only been there for a few weeks. Like I guess it's really only been a few weeks. For but them it's too. it's still been a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, it's been more than a few weeks mm-hmm. because she moved in weeks before school started. That's right. Um. Because Sean didn't have a place to live, mm-hmm. and we have no idea where he was for weeks. Yeah. But, so I, I got annoyed by that. Um, I was annoyed with Corey. I was annoyed with Topanga and Sean to an extent. Um, just because there there comes to there comes a point where someone is acting irrational. Mm-hmm. And you, as a person, have to decide... How you're going to handle that? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm the kind of person where I will sometimes do something stupid to someone who's acting irrational, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And but at at a certain point, you have to back off and go, "All right, now this is getting out of control. I can't play into this anymore. Right? Like this is bad for them, and it's bad for me. I got to back off." Mm-hmm. Um. So like. That annoyed me there. And obviously, once they get into the room and they're doing the animal noises and cow noises, that was okay for me. Like, I think that's fine. Like, that's a joke that if he doesn't catch on to the joke, he's an idiot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the stuff in the hall where they're legitimately saying like, oh, we should have done this years ago. I, I, I care about you so much. And finally, Corey, let us be together. Like, that's too much. Right. Um, but some of the room was actually, to me, very funny. Yeah, no, that was funny. Um, and I thought Angela was good. I, I, I think, I think what she did was a little extreme and she pushed him and kissed him and whatever. Um, but it served its purpose mm-hmm. and got the point across. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but even then, like it didn't really get the point across cause he still said like, well, but you didn't see them kiss. It was different. Right. I don't know, uh, but but there were jokes in the in the episode that I really liked and mm-hmm. really laughed at. Mm-hmm. Um, Rachel doing her foot thing was hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. Um, like 
just that like joke where she's just like, my mom always said never to put my feet on the table unless they're in marinara sauce. Like I didn't expect that. So mm-hmm. it just made me laugh. Um, some of the Sean, the stuff Sean was saying was really funny. Uh, but I don't know. I, I don't want to be, I don't want to come to this podcast every week and be negative. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sit in front of a microphone and say bummed out shit. Yeah, because at this point, it's just the I Hate Boy Mates World podcast. Right. We should just change our whole name. Right. And that's like, I I, I worry that people are going to listen and, and think that. Like, why do they even do a Boy Meets World podcast? They obviously hate Boy Meets World. And that's not true. Like, a lot of these episodes are again episodes that like if it's on in the like if this episode's on in the background while I'm doing something else I'm not bothered by it mm-hmm. other than if I'm looking up and I see the the homophobic scene like I don't want to see that mm-hmm. um but like that's always bothered me so much homophobia I guess but like the assumption that like oh this person is gay they're obviously going to be into me right like it's the fucking worst. Yes, but it's also very on brand for Corey, who thinks that anyone who touches anyone else is in love with that other person. Yeah, that's true. Like, we're in a show, we're in an episode where Corey is freaking out because his best friend and his girlfriend were acting together and had to kiss each other. So he does think that anyone who touches anyone else automatically likes that person. Mm-hmm. Like... That's he's true. he's a five-year-old yeah like he's a five-year-old he has not met the world at all like he's been through all of these things seven thousand times and is still naive and oblivious and not because he hasn't been through these things but because he chooses not to see them for what they are and he chooses not to learn from them right no it's it's frustrating to watch mm-hmm. um but we don't hate the show no. I can't wait to go back to just, like, having it on. I can't either. It's going to be <laughs> the best thing ever. Because our memory isn't good, so, like, we won't remember what we even thought of the episodes when we just have it on in the background. It's well, yeah. going to be great. I think I think uh, it was Mike's idea for us to go back and rewatch the first season and comment on it now. It'll but... be a completely different episode. Yeah, I really want to do that. So, I, I, I at some point... I want to do at least a few episodes mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Good job, Mike. Yeah. Podcast guru. Um, I guess now is the time where we put out the disclaimer for last week's episode. Um, oh, we were so wrong. It's come to our attention <laughs> it's been, multiple times. We've been made very aware. That we are wrong about Alexandra's age because she is actually a couple months younger than Lindsay Ridgeway. Morgan. Right. Um... And that was a bad on our part because we do a Boy Meets World podcast. But, <laughs> like, to be fair, we weren't even going to do the episode last week. Well, I like, mean, that's, that's neither here nor there. But we also weren't going to check. Right. They didn't look even closely in age to each other. We don't know everything. But, so we're sorry. We will try to uh, fact check ourselves more. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> um. But then what podcast would this be? A good one. Maybe. Maybe. Um, Anyway, goodness. Anything else you want to say, Tanya? No. 
I think I think we did. I think it actually is short. Is it? There goes Mr. Turner, though. Um, oh, it's not as short as I thought it was going to be. Tanya, where can people find our podcast? Um, you can tweet at us at BMG and BMW on Twitter. You can email us at BMG and BMW at gmail.com. And you can join our Facebook group. Just type in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World into the search bar and we will approve you. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Thank you guys for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 6, Episode 6. Do good. Class dismissed.